Hello and welcome to TMG Unfiltered. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like photography and videography, veganism, social media, trending topics. And today's episode is going to be kind of an in the news segment. Yeah, I love these types of episodes. Yeah, and we suddenly have so many topics to talk about. There's a lot of things to talk about. A lot of stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. A lot, like good things and bad things. Yeah, we for had the vegan movement specifically. Yeah, they are all related to veganism and we had a couple weeks off from recording together and yeah. all of these things happened and now we get to talk right. about all of them. So, it's we're a little bit behind but our thoughts are still valid. Some of the stuff is pretty current, some of the stuff is a couple weeks behind. Yeah, but I think it's still you still, can discuss it at I, any time. Yeah, no, I think it should still be talked about. Exactly. We shouldn't just forget about certain topics. <laughs> You are like, you have all this stuff written down. So what are we talking about first? Well, let's just go in order of how they happened. happened. So, so the first one was one that you came across. Yeah. So there's like a cheese shop in the UK. Mm-hmm. The very first all vegan cheese shop, which sounds wonderful. Yes. <laughs> it's called like La Fomagerie. Oh, La Fomagerie. Um, and it's a plant-based cheese shop. And then, so it like just opened. And like apparently like a few days after it opened, it got like, I don't know if it was like the association of dairy farmers or something like that mm-hmm. sent them like complained about them being able to call their products cheese because it's not cheese it's right. not made out of milk um which there's a whole like it is made out of milk but there's that whole other should plant-based milk be allowed to call milk right <sighs> yeah so much issues um but yeah so it got like a letter or something here where's the stuff I don't want to get facts wrong we got screenshots yeah to reference so the dairy industry threatened to sue them if they didn't change their name because cheese is made out of milk and Mm -hmm. plant-based cheese is not made out of milk um and uh so it said it would be taking action against the store for misleading customers by branding its wares plant-based cheese which i don't know why they would include the word plant-based because mm-hmm. how is that misleading anything? Yeah. So, like, I can understand if you're, like, you're not branding it properly by branding it cheese. Yeah. But, like, the quotes were plant-based cheese. So, I feel like you lost your point when you did that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that in itself sounds like it's labeled correctly. Right? Um, so, apparently, under European Union law, dairy-related names, including milk, cheese, and butter, can only be used to refer to products derived from dairy, with a few exceptions. I don't know what the exceptions mm-hmm. are. Um. So Dairy UK, the association or whatever it is, said that their reasoning for this complaint and how they didn't why they didn't want them to be called cheese was because Dairy Dairy UK has a duty to ensure the nutritional and health benefits of real dairy are recognized by and communicated to consumers. It concerns us that consumers are being misled with the use of dairy terms like cheese by the plant-based sector. It is a fun it is fundamental to protect the consumer from product descriptions which are misleading. In the first instance, we will be contacting Lafomagerie to make sure they are aware of the current EU ruling on the protection of dairy terms. Like milk, cheese has a host of nutritional benefits and is a source of a number of important nutrients including calcium, protein, vitamin A, phosphorus, and vitamin B12. Um so that was their reasoning mm-hmm. for like, which I'm sure there is, like, all the, obviously there is all those things in dairy. Mm-hmm. But there's also, like, a slew of other things that aren't in dairy that are in plant-based cheeses. So I think it was, like, I think they went about this really, really wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand you wanting to, like, farmers unions are always very protective over yeah. their terms. Um, because they see that the world's kind of changing a little bit. So they want to make sure they're still at the top, which makes sense. You know, I yeah. get it from a business standpoint, from a lively. I totally get it. But like, I think the Dairy UK one in particular went about it like completely wrong by stating that they didn't want people to think like it almost sounded like they didn't want people to think that plant based cheese is as healthy, which cheese isn't healthy. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the worst things for you. Um that it's as healthy as regular dairy milk cheese, which is such a stupid point to make because cheese, like cheese has nutrients in it, obviously, but it's not healthy. Yeah. And um, the plant-based cheese 
still has nutritional value yeah. too it's like they're it's almost di- making it seem like the plant-based cheese has no nutritional value yeah so like it's just junk food yeah don't bother eating it it's yeah not good and for like you. they have most of the same things that regular cheese has just comes from different sources right yeah it's, it's just like such a weird way to go about it and especially because this place wasn't saying it's a cheese shop mm-hmm. they were saying it was a plant-based cheese shop so like if you can't read like sure yeah but you also can't read the word cheese so like it just it blows my mind that like that's the reasoning they put behind it because it just seemed like there was probably smarter ways for them to do it yeah because they just come off as like not they just come off as people who are just like no we don't want you here because we want people to eat dairy cheese and not for actually any sound reason yeah the fact that their reasoning is not really that good just make it seem like they're threatened exactly by this yeah company. um so the the dairy free cheese shop responded by inviting members of the dairy industry to come into their shop to taste cheese taste their cheeses to be like hey there's room for both of us you know come over we'll show you how good our cheese can be all that kind of stuff uh, so there are two sisters that own the shop and they said this was their quote to this article it said we were a little taken back by the article originally released in the telegraph on sunday night as we'd not been contacted by dairy uk or the telegraph for comment nor have we been contacted since um that's what i see from that one hold on and then they posted on their um uh their instagram uh, like a comment mm-hmm. for themselves and they said as some of you may have seen la fomagerie has been mentioned in the press recently for our use of the word cheese interestingly interestingly the word cheese originates from proto-indo-european word quat which means ferment or sour a process of which our nut and soy-based products undergo we believe by stating that we are plant-based and 100 percent vegan in our tagline and all of our media we are not misleading our customers into thinking they are purchasing dairy products in any way nor are we making any comments on the nutritional value of dairy cheese we feel that there's enough room for everyone in the market and we welcome and extend cheese family to join us at our brixton store location during our opening hours which can be found on our website i thought that was a really good response but yeah they definitely handled it very well because like it's just such a silly thing i don't really know what the like if it's been handled or not i haven't actually seen much follow-up from it Mm -hmm. um but i also know similar things have been happening in canada Mm -hmm. i don't remember what it was one brand of cheese one vegan brand of cheese somewhere that was called out i don't know why like every everyone calls their stuff cheese Mm -hmm. the big ones don't i guess like diet doesn't say cheese on their packaging it says shreds right in which i know it is a rule like i've always known that like um What's that meat company that, or the vegan meat company? Field Rose? Yeah, Field Rose had issues coming into Canada because they wanted to put meat on their packaging. Yeah. um, And they weren't allowed. So, like, I know it is a rule, but, like, whatever. Um, Especially when it's such a small business doing it. Yeah. Um, So, like, I know something like this happened in Canada recently, too, but that got resolved so quickly. They were told, like, right away they were fine to use it, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know the follow-up of the UK one. I can do a quick search, though. But, like, I just... The whole situation is so stupid to me. It just makes me think of that part in, I think it's Cowspiracy. Yeah. Where the guy kind of touches on how the meat industry is very... Protective. Yes. Yeah. Well, because they're also, it's a, like the meat and dairy industry are two industries that have, I think are used to having so much control. Yeah. Because they've influenced the government a lot. And that's, you exactly. like they've pitched in a lot of money to get their way for certain things. Um, and I think now, like with Canada's food guide, which we'll talk about later, with Canada's food guide being changed and things starting to like actually change places, they're starting to be like, oh my God, we're losing our control. Mm-hmm. Like, and they don't trust that people will still eat their products, which mm-hmm. is horrible for them to say, right? Um, let me see. It's so weird, but they like, they're, I feel like that industry is just doing it all wrong. They're getting so defensive and so like, like attacking people isn't necessarily the way to do it. Mm -hmm. Like there's some companies that are doing it right. Investing in vegan products, you know, you may as well get in on it if it's going to be big. That's just what I was thinking. Like that whole phrase, if you can't beat them, join join them. Yeah. I know a lot of vegans will hate on non-vegan companies that come out and buy a company or come up with with a vegan product but really that's the right direction we should all be going and that's the i think that's the direction you should want them to yeah. go because like if they never do that there's always going to be this fight and the struggle and like 
most vegan companies aren't big companies like yeah. even Daya and stuff that are bigger companies there's not many like huge corporations that have these like vegan brands so you need sometimes you need that money mm-hmm. that big corporations that don't happen to be vegan have in order to make these big these companies corporations and like bigger brands that can do more vegan things in the world and stuff so i don't it's just like and people don't want to support those companies because like you're essentially giving money to companies that also still murder animals which i mean yeah but you're also showing them where you want them to spend more money you're showing them hey thank you for coming out with a vegan product let's put more thought on that vegan product instead of your non-vegan products because we support this yeah so it's like if you don't support them they'll stop making the vegan products and that's counterproductive exactly and that's like one of the biggest things when like people get upset that we go to non-vegan restaurants that have vegan menus or even a vegan dish or whatever and those are that's like one thing that i just like i want to support these businesses that wouldn't put vegan things on their menu normally Mm -hmm. and show them that yes they should keep this vegan thing on their menu if not expand that vegan menu exactly it's just silly um let's see trying to see if there was a follow-up like if it if there was a clear up of stuff i don't think there's been any follow-up yet but i could be wrong i haven't seen anything though so yeah i don't know where that's gonna end up but like i just think it's like to me when the dairy industry is like attacking someone it's one shop in Mm -hmm. one town in the uk like it's not like a whole company that's switched over to vegan and won't buy their non-vegan cheese non-vegan cheeses anymore right like when you make such a big deal about one shop like it just shows how threatened you are right yeah i think the dairy industry in particular the dairy industry is so like it doesn't seem like they think anything through they're just so reactionary like as soon as it happens they're like oh let's just say this right away and get that's it like they don't think about the consequences it could have for them later (laughs) It, I mean, which, I mean, might be a better thing for veganism, but, like, it just seems so silly from a business point of view. They might just be so used to, like, having all the power yeah. and not really being that threatened. Yeah. And so they just don't really and they know just how to react. didn't think that, because, like, I mean, vegan cheese used to be really gross. Yeah. And they didn't necessarily think it would be able to take off as well as it did and have the quality of cheeses that we have now. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're just feeling it now. They're worried. And you know what? They should be because that leads into our next topic. Yeah. Uber milk. Uber milk. (laughs) So the vegan brand Califia Farms has debuted a new dairy or a new non-dairy milk that is meant to attack those claims that non-dairy milk can't be as nutritious as dairy milk. Yeah. So rightfully so, they've named it Uber milk (laughs) because it is uber nutritious. So... In the article, it says, vegan brand Califia Farms will debut an oat-based Uber milk, which mm-hmm. I think is an interesting choice because oat-based milks are friggin' popular right yeah. now. My goodness. Any, like, it's so weird. As soon as someone finds something new to milk, like, <laughs> people get obsessed with it. You can milk this? <laughs> like, soy milk and almond milk, I think, are, like, the base. Yeah. But then, like, as soon as non-dairy milks got popular, people were like, we're going to milk cashews, we're going to milk hazelnuts, we're going to milk everything. <laughs> and I'm sure they will keep going. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they milk next it is a great time to be alive (laughs) (laughs) so this uber milk is fortified with pea protein Mm -hmm. sunflower and flaxseed oils and other vitamins and minerals that create plant-based milk that is nutritionally on par with dairy Hmm. so it says in recent years i assume they mean cow's dairy because there's like goat milk and all that other stuff too yeah i don't think that this article necessarily i assume that's what because that's what most people drink right yeah And they said it's because the dairy industry keeps challenging the ability for plant-based companies to use the milk terminology since it can be confusing to consumers who might think that they're getting something that is nutritionally equal to dairy milk. And now they will. This is, okay, like just pausing there for a second. This is the biggest issue with that whole nutrition argument. All the nutritional information is on the packaging, at least in Canada. It's, yeah, it is. So like, I know people don't necessarily read it. Yeah. But it is there. So they're not trying to hide anything. Like, they're not faking their numbers and, like, assuming. I'm sure they know people don't necessarily read yeah. the, it as much. But it's there if people want to read it. 
Yeah, because really at the heart of that argument is you're worried your consumers don't understand the nutrition that they're getting from a product. And that is absolutely true for almost anything. Yeah, most things and most consumers don't yeah. understand the nutritious value of the food. So it's or the not lack of nutrition. Exactly. <laughs> it is not at all like a plant based problem yeah. or a vegan problem. It's consumer education. Yeah, and, like, it's, you should it's be honestly more... it's because like the dairy industry has t- has like spent their lifespan basically talking about how this is your source of calcium Mm -hmm. like that was their big thing was that this is where you get calcium you get calcium from milk and that's it and now that like people are discovering calcium isn't just from milk like because i think when you think calcium you automatically assume milk and you don't realize that leafy greens have calcium in them and there's so many things that have calcium that i think like they're starting to feel like a little threatened that they're like, oh my God, people are figuring out that calcium doesn't just come from milk. And that milk might not even be the best source of calcium. Yeah, exactly. Like, I like that they're not just trying to make a really delicious product that tastes like milk. They're actually being like, no, this is on par. Like, you get pretty much the same, if not better, than cow's milk. Yeah, and I mean, we already know that Califia makes pretty good milks. Mm -hmm. I am a fan. It's expensive. It's so expensive. But they make good milks. Yeah. I like that they're taking this approach to it. And I think a lot more vegan companies are actually doing that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching uh, Good Mythical Morning and they did a taste test with the Beyond Meat. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried it in like other different products and stuff. And so they did, you know, how I think Carl's Jr. in the States has yeah. the Beyond Meat patty now. It actually has more protein than their regular burger, which I don't think anyone would assume that. Yeah. When you read veggie burger or whatever. I mean, it doesn't say veggie burger. It's a Beyond Meat burger. But, like, it has more protein than a meat burger does. And I like that vegan companies are just showing people that, like, no, you can get these nutrients other places. And you can actually get more from other places. Because, like, you can't really, like, how do you add more protein to meat? Yeah, that's true. Right? It's like, unless you're adding things to it, but you're making it more bigger or whatever, bigger yeah. serving, you're also adding worse things to it, right? Yeah. So, like, how do you add more protein to meat? You can't. Yeah. So, like, it's, I I think it's, like, veganism is kind of, even if it's not veganism, just, like, food that you use to, like, when you create food from other things, you can kind of customize it a little better. Mm-hmm. You get, if you need more protein but still want a good burger, there's a Beyond Meat burger. You don't actually have to have a normal burger and it's kind of cool that food is kind of going in that direction yeah i hope it comes to canada me too soon uber milk yeah it's kind of like ripple ripples pea protein yeah it is yeah yeah everything is pe- peas man pea I know. protein because beyond meat's pea protein yeah, it too is. damn see science peas. <laughs> science pea science. Pea science that is p-e-a for all our <laughs> listeners <laughs> oh what's next evan all right, next on the agenda, we're going to shift away from some food-based stories. And, well, these next two are both PETA-based. Oh, PETA. The Not P-I-T-A. Yes. P-E-T-A. <laughs> People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Yes, PETA. And Got a love-hate relationship with them. Yeah, I mean, they do a lot for veganism, but they also do a lot of damage. Yes, they do a lot of damage. They can be too aggressive. I love that they want to help animals yeah i love the idea behind all of their causes i hate their tactics for the most part yeah i just think that they get too aggressive with it yeah and it's just it crosses lines sometimes it's just too much and in this case i really do i think they definitely crossed a line so the story we're talking about right now is PETA criticizing steve Irwin's google doodle for uh that google put up on his birthday so google will do these like special things on the homepage of google search and they did one with steve irwin holding a crocodile and stuff like that for those of you who don't know steve irwin is basically like how would you describe him an animal expert type guy yeah that who had his own show what was the show called crocodile something i don't remember he had his own show where he did a lot of like talking about animals and crocodile hunter that's it so crocodile hunter he did like he was very much one of those people that just kind of like hung out with animals all the time and kind of like in a way encroached their space yes but like you know so it's a difficult thing to it's it's hard like i love steve irwin yeah i like i do think people should have a general curiosity for animals. And I, he helped with that. Yeah, and I do, like, agree that I 
there were some things that, yeah, sure, doesn't look great now on him. Mm-hmm. But I think he did a lot of good for people. Like, I think he taught a lot of kids about cool animals. And mm-hmm. I think that's a cool thing to do. Um, and, like, regardless of how you feel about what he did, I don't think that it's in good taste to argue it on his birthday. Because he did yeah. pass away a few years ago. Yeah. And so you don't rip someone apart. What was the exact tweet? Because they tweeted something, yeah. right? Yeah. So the exact tweet says, hashtag Steve Irwin was killed while harassing a ray. He dangled his baby while f- feeding a crocodile and wrestled wild animals who were minding their own business. Today's Google Doodle sends a dangerous fawning message. See, like, this is a thing. I get what was behind it. And I totally agree. For the most part. Like, I understand their concern no it is a valid concern but it's not the right time to voice it like this person died a person who was loved by a lot of people and a person who had family kids like he literally has kids (laughs) like so it's just like it's such a gross thing like i don't know if they did they do anything when anthony bourdain died because there were a lot of vegans so like anthony bourdain's a chef and he commits suicide terrible like terrible and he was always someone who kind of criticized veganism a lot Mm -hmm. um and like so like people were posting like rest in peace and all this stuff and like i didn't post but i was one of those people who was like anthony Bourdain was such a huge thing in the culinary world like he opened people's eyes to so many cultural aspects to food his show was so influential and then there were so many vegans who were like why are you celebrating this man he was a terrible person all this stuff all this stuff like this guy he committed suicide like why are you just going to, like, you're going to be this big of an asshole, someone who was, li- like, low enough to kill themselves, yeah. and you're just going to, in front of their family on the internet, just kind of t- talk about how this person was a terrible human being because he didn't agree with your lifestyle? What? <laughs> like, it's just so stupid. Like, are they saying the Google Doodle should have condemned him? Or are they saying it should have represented just wildlife, not him? They're saying it should have condemned him, which is terrible because yeah, because Google that's a great PR thing to do: condemn a guy who was beloved by the world and is dead. Yeah, on his birthday, we want to recognize him by saying how shitty (laughs) he was. was. Yeah, no, Google, you should do that. It's just like PETA is one. I think PETA is one of the worst things for veganism. (laughs) Like. I just think they, like, people, because PETA's one of the most vocal vegan organizations ever. Or, I guess, animal rights organization, whatever. And that's literally the thing you kind of associate with animal rights a lot of the times. And it's such a terrible thing to associate with animal rights because they're horrible. The tactics they do, throwing red paint on people and, like, like, it's just horrible. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just, like... I don't like I'm all for standing up for animals and I'm all for animal rights clearly I'm just not for taking away humans dignity and like respect for humans in the process yeah so I just like I don't know how did people respond to it so there's one uh tweet here that doesn't agree with PETA okay and this person says Steve Irwin saved the lives of countless animals in his sanctuaries He helped educate millions globally about animals' needs and ways of life. He loved animals and cared for them greatly. You do some great, you do some good work helping animals, PETA, but how about some balance and more respect? I love that tweet. That is a good tweet. Yeah, no, that was on point. Yeah, no, that's, I think that sums up what we were thinking. Exactly. Thank you, uh, Dan Clark. That is a great tweet. All right. Our next topic also involves PETA. Um, So the Oscars were last weekend. You know how at the Oscars, there's always swag oh, bags. Right. The swag thing, yeah. Yeah, swag bags. So there were actually several vegan products in the swag bags Ooh, this year. What were they? More like beauty products. Yeah. So like shampoos and soaps okay. and stuff like that. That's cool. But there was another item that PETA threw in there, which was this very discreet little, like one of those spy cameras yeah. that would be attached to a pen or something. Because yeah. they say it'll fit in your pocket and it gives crew members or actors or anybody on set the ability to discreetly and easily document any animal abuse or mistreatment i i it's it's a kind of a clever way to do something that isn't horrendous yeah and i mean it is something that the film industry in the past has maybe not been great about i think they're better about it yeah no i think well because there's a lot more organizations that make sure they're better yeah exactly um so i'm not like i don't hate this one yeah it's kind of funny 
I think it's funny too. Um, but also like at the same time, like I think it's a clever way to like make a little wave. I think it's one of the like tamest things they've ever done. Um, but at the same time, like people have phones. Like you yeah. can record anything in your pocket. You turn on your phone and put your phone in your pocket. <laughs> like it's just like to me, like it's cute and clever. I don't think anyone will use it. Yeah, like it's not aggressive like PETA usually is. Yeah. It's more just like, mm, it, it makes them seem like a little bit of a joke. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, oh, it's a gag gift. I yeah, get it, it kind of seems like a gag gift. It really gift. does. Yeah. Like, yeah, if it's used and it helps, it's a good idea and it's not too aggressive, so that's great. But And it can also, like, it's super helpful if someone actually does want to do it and use it. They're providing something that's discreet so that they don't necessarily get in trouble for it. Yeah. To- cool yeah it's just it's kind of funny yep i just feel like they've again put themselves in a weird position i, I really want to be one day just a part of their marketing oh, team because i want to know who those people are and what they're like my like i wonder if those people are just like are like that or if they're like no this is Peta's brand so we got to do this like i'm curious what it's like there because like i'm sure when PETA started it was a bunch of people who firmly yeah, believe yeah. in all this stuff they're doing but it's become such a big organization that i'm curious what the people working there are like that would be difficult to do like if you had to do these extreme <laughs> if, things if i worked at PETA and that was my like i was part of the marketing team I'd be, first day i'd be gone i'd mm-hmm. be like bye i don't feel right doing any of this you're all terrible yeah. <laughs> like, like i'm sure you're nice people but what you're doing is terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of all the things they could have put in the Oscar swag bag. I think that's the tamest thing they've done. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's not bad. It's like, not it bad. could be much worse. And, like, people could actually, like, do funny stuff with it. Like, yeah. hidden camera pranks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Peta. Ellen. Ellen's got all oh of it. Oh, my god. Let's team up with Ellen. <laughs> Ellen probably, did she go, I don't know if she went to the Oscars, I but I know. bet she wishes she had that yeah. swag bag. <laughs> yeah no i think it's a funny it's it's kind of like if PETA was a normal animal rights organization i feel like it's smart like it's kind of a cute clever way Mm -hmm. a little funny but because it's PETA, it comes off worse i know like i just can't take them seriously in a way because everything is just like oh you would do that wouldn't you (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i know but it is i think it's like the tamest thing they could have done for PETA. Yeah, I'm I didn't know like I wonder how swag bags work at the Oscars can anyone just put anything in there as long as you pay yeah I think it's probably just about money damn I wonder how much it costs to get something in the swag bag at the Oscars the swag bags at the Oscars are always like there's like $10,000 trips in those I know they're insane which can you call it a swag bag when there's a $10,000 trip nope you should definitely take your pita pen on that trip Oh, Peter Pan probably has so many uses. <laughs> I really wonder, like, what people thought of yeah, the swag bag. I'm curious if anyone's talking about it. Because, like, if I was a celebrity and I was going through my swag bag, obviously I would totally go through my swag yeah. bag and be like, guys, look what I got. Although, they definitely don't do that because people be like, stop bragging. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going on a free trip, you millionaire. <laughs> uh, look, you got a spy pen. You're like James Bond. <laughs> but I'd be like, yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stop all the animals from being abused. I just, I want to see this pen and I, I want too. to try it too. Yeah. Like not. Was there no picture of it? No, I didn't see any pictures. Peta spy pen. <laughs> it's so weird. Peta spy pen. Also, the swag bags this year had $100,000 worth of swag in them. Jesus. Just a little fun fact. Also, um... PETA's article about this. Were you on PETA's article about it? No. PETA's article about it says they sneaked spy pens into the bags. I feel like that's probably wrong. They probably paid their money to put in. Or did, like, they didn't tell people it was a spy pen and they just, people assumed PETA just put pens? I think that's what they were going for. That's why they kept saying these stealthy recording devices. This is the second year in which PETA has made a contribution to the Everyone Wins nominee gift bags. Last year, top nominees received red carpet-ready bath bombs, all cruelty-free and vegan. Was that from PETA? PETA gave them bath bombs? PETA is all over the place. I don't know what to do <laughs> what with these guys. God? Last year, I think we were too easy on them. Like, bath bombs? Come on. Let's go with spy pens this year. 
I was watching Spy Kids over the weekend, and I just really think they could use. Guys, a spy I got pen. a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Peta! It's so hard to not make fun of Peta. I, I feel kind of bad. I feel bad because I'm a vegan making yeah. fun of Peta, but I don't feel bad. <laughs> I think they just brought it on themselves. Like, yeah, and I feel like <sighs> it seems like they're not aware. Yeah. Okay. Or they don't care. Yeah. Oh, man. What's the last thing we did? It was one more thing, right? Yes. Um, so the last thing on our list today is something very serious. And I don't know how we didn't talk about this before, but there was a tofu shortage oh, right. in Canada. Yeah. So we have mentioned this uh, earlier in the podcast, but Canada switched up their food guide mm-hmm. for the first time in a long time. Yep. Um, but Canada's food guide now incor- uh, incorporates a lot of plant-based foods. Yeah. Which is so awesome. They kind of put a little bit more emphasis on it and it, opened people's eyes. Yeah. And they took out dairy. Yeah. Like milk isn't the drink of choice now. It's water, which is really cool. Which I can't believe it took that long for water not to be the dr- <laughs> main drink of choice <laughs> for the food guide. What? What the fuck? <laughs> How much was dairy paying you? <laughs> Because it's water. That's actually terrifying. (laughs) I would never choose milk over water. I know. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So they took out dairy. Yeah. And they didn't take out meat. No. But they encompassed protein as a lot of different options now. Mm -hmm. There's beans and tofu and meat and egg and whatever, like all different areas of protein, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And this happened in... I want to say late January or early February, I think. Something like that, yeah. And because of this change, all of a sudden people were aware of tofu and that they should maybe try it. They're like, wait, the government's telling me to eat tofu? I gotta eat tofu. Okay, Justin Trudeau says it's okay. (laughs) I shall try this tofu. So yeah, apparently there was a tofu shortage in Canada? Yeah. Okay, so it is directly related to this food guy. This is specifically, yeah. Oh yeah, they have made the correlation. Um and I actually noticed this. I thought it was just See, me. I think I did. Like when you mentioned this to me, I do think I remember where I was like, oh, I can't get like my a couple brands of tofu were missing. And like my favorite brands that I normally go for weren't weren't always there. I think I noticed it, too. I just didn't make any connection. No, me neither. Well, like for me, it was like at least I want to say two or three weeks. I would be go. I would go to the grocery store. I'd go to the tofu section and there was only like the soft ones or the silken yeah. ones. And I was like. Where's all that good, good firm stuff? <laughs> Where's the firm stuff? I'm like, am I just, they're gone? It's gone again? I'm on the, it's the wrong day again? When do they restock? Don't you stock on yeah. Saturday? When do they restock this stuff? I'm so confused. <laughs> and then I, like, after a couple of weeks, I was like, this is, this can't Not be normal. my fault. But I never looked into it. And now everything makes it sense. It makes sense now. The tofu's back now, thankfully. Yeah, I, I did notice that. I was able to get tofu this week. Yeah, but one of the reasons, like a big distributor of tofu in Canada is actually in Quebec, like okay. one of the big companies. And they actually said like the demand, there was a spike in the demand so much that, that they, they were running out of their they supply. They couldn't keep up with wow. the demand. So that's why there was a shortage. I wonder if it's still there or if the demand died down because... It's old news now. <laughs> oh, no. Or if they've just been able to ramp up production a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Well, don't. actually, it probably depends on if people had a good experience with the tofu, mm-hmm, which, which got me thinking, like, they probably didn't. I mean, tofu is a hard thing to have a good experience with when yeah. you first try it out. Yeah, and when most people first try it out, they don't really and I think do it justice. Whenever you think of meat substitutes, people think it should taste like meat. And if you think that going into tofu... You are going to hate tofu. No, tofu definitely does not. Tofu is its own category. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a meat substitute. It's just tofu. <laughs> the best thing tofu has going for it is that it will soak up the flavors you give it. Yeah. Right? Tofu tastes like what you want it to taste like, depending on how you flavor it. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for most people is the texture. Yeah. Which I, I can see a lot of people being turned off by if they make it themselves and don't do it right yeah i don't know see like again i've never been the person that's been turned off by tofu like i love tofu i eat it raw well not raw but you know i eat it without anything on it all the time and not cooked or anything so i remember in high school or no in college and university when we did that whole week Week of of veganism yeah i didn't like tofu but i also 
like looking back now we didn't really do it justice yeah what did we make during that week i made a chili which i didn't have tofu in no i don't remember having tofu with you i remember having tofu with only jesse like on the very last day what did jesse make we made a stir fry or something at my aunt's house and we both tried it we're like it's okay but i'm like not really a fan of the tofu yeah and looking back now, it, I think it was a combination of we didn't really cook it right. And we also had in our minds that tofu was gross. Like yeah. we went into it well, with yeah. that mentality. And because like, I think people realize that you can't just cook tofu necessarily the way you would cook meat or chicken. Because it won't crisp up the same way as a chicken might. Like chicken mm-hmm. skin and all that kind of stuff. And I think people forget that tofu has its own methods of cooking and temperatures and durations and everything that make it better like you it's like a whole you have to get used to a whole new way of cooking that you're not used to right it's not just like i'm gonna take the methods that i did with the chicken and like i just throw chicken in a stir fry so i can probably just throw tofu in the stir fry and it'll be fine yeah you can't do that and i don't know that like i feel it's both been a mentality change and just an understanding that this isn't meat Mm -hmm. right so i don't i don't go into or when you started you know showing me what tofu is supposed to be like (laughs) it wasn't that i was going into it thinking i'm gonna hate this it was okay let's see how this is because i don't think i gave it a real chance the first time and then it was also oh that's how you're supposed to do it yeah tofu i feel like tofu is one of those things that's easily hated but it doesn't have to be Mm -hmm. like i think when it's cooked right most people should like tofu yeah because like when uh, when you get a good firm tofu and you cook it in a certain way the texture to me there's nothing gross about that texture at all Mm -hmm. like i can understand when i just like eat untreated tofu in any way i can get why people find that gross yeah but when you cook it in a certain way and get like a nice caramelization or like a crispy outside to me there's nothing wrong with that and i don't understand why people might hate it yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie the best tofu i've had it's always fried so i thought you were gonna say it when Catherine cooks it oopsies really no my favorite tofu so what? far is at fat bastard burrito wow there that's like a stewed ter- tofu isn't it no it's organic oh spicy. you know they do it fried right you said that fried tofu it is so What's like is it big chunks of good. tofu um not like big chunks oh. kind of like how you the size you would do it okay so it's bigger than i thought it was because like, it's not like a ground no, type no, no, thing. Because no, yeah. that's how Chipotle does things. No, it's definitely not like what most burrito okay. places do. No. Interesting. That's why it's fried and not like a meat yeah. type. Which I like better, I think. Huh. Yeah. I like the meat type. No, it's, I mean, I haven't had the fat Is there a fat bastard in Toronto? There must be. I mean, technically I'm in Toronto when I'm trying it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a jerk. <laughs> um... When we're talking about tofu, tofu shortage yeah so that's actually crazy and i mean it's cool i hope people had a good reaction to it yeah like, i mean it's not out of stock now so maybe it's not yeah there's really no way of knowing what really led to tofu now being back yeah in stock. and i like i honestly feel like that when people go vegan or like trying more plant-based proteins i think they should start with tempeh I was thinking that too. Tempeh like I think is tempeh is an easier thing to get into. Easier to like. It's got cooler textures. It's got a flavor to it. And it's just, I don't know. I personally like tempeh better than tofu, mm. but I love tofu still. So <laughs> I think tempeh is really delicious and it can be like cooked really, really yeah. well. Yeah. And when you like soak it in a good oh, marinade. So good. Mm-hmm. so good. And like some smoky bacon tempeh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also think people should just try mock meats first before tofu yeah like, but it, i mean the food guide did not talk about these things wait was tempeh no it probably wasn't i don't know if it's too hipster i feel like tempeh is like the hipster it protein. hasn't made it as big as tofu yet. yeah no it's really not um no yeah like mock meats like um gardein products and mm-hmm. stuff like those days like the real thing mm-hmm. so like that kind of stuff like i feel like that stuff is better for people who are just trying out plant-based proteins yeah but if they were doing it because the food guide told them to they were probably like oh those mock meats are probably really processed so i shouldn't yeah. even bother with which that. i mean they are processed they are. but you don't need to eat non-processed foods all the time like you need a balance mm-hmm. processed like processed vegan meats have actually a decent this is kind of going back to the Bonnie Rebecca thing mm-hmm. is because the processed mock meats have less fiber in it mm-hmm. and you're going to get fiber from everything else you're eating mm-hmm. on a plant-based diet. So you don't necessarily need the fiber in the protein too. Right. So kind of having that 
meat, like that faux meat, is the same way as having like non-vegan meats, so like steak and stuff, because there's no fiber in that. So it's kind of like the more equivalent nutritional value. That's true. And I guess like some people can find that when they switch to these other proteins, their body reacts. And mm-hmm. a lot of the times I think that that's more the soy. Yeah. But some of the mock meats don't even have soy in them. Yeah. So because a lot of people have intolerances to soy. You might, yeah, you might adjust to it more easily. Yeah. And I, I think mock meat tastes really good. Mm-hmm. I don't have it a lot only because it's more expensive it is than more tofu. Expensive. Tofu's like a buck. The other problem with tofu is that soy has a bad reputation. Oh, yeah. Soy has a bad reputation. Which, I mean, some of it is rightfully justified. Like, yeah. non-organic non- soy yeah. can be very but, like, genetically a lot, modified. A lot of these, like, I there's no tofu at my grocery store that isn't organic. organic? Like, really? it's all organic. Yeah. I think there's a couple. Or it's not necessarily organic. It's non-GMO. It's all non-GMO. Okay. So, like, I haven't actually seen a genetically modified soy product yet. Well, I don't think it would say that. But (laughs) all my stuff says non-GMO on it, so. Like, tofu, basically. But most people don't realize that, and they just assume that all tofu is bad. Yeah. Because all soy is bad. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm sure soy can be bad in really large quantities like anything but exactly like anything (laughs) so and like it's also quantities that there's no human on the planet that's eating that much soy so people like i can't have too much soy because you know my hormones will get messed up oh my god if you have bad soy then yeah they will but i hate that people talking about hormones crap you know mess up your hormones birth control (laughs) that's true (laughs) not tofu and like lots of other shit that we eat yeah exactly you know there's hormones that people put in cows like, I know. and chicken when you think about that all this stuff. stuff like there's so much that goes into the non-vegan things yep it just like it blows my mind that because like as soon as you associate something with something like meat with protein calcium with milk bad stuff with estrogen with soy mm-hmm. like all of a sudden that's it mm-hmm. nothing else has hormones in it just tofu yeah or, it's so weird like, you know when people make that joke that oh i don't eat vegetables or whatever that, that's what my food eats yeah well no most of your food probably isn't eating what it's supposed to be eating yeah most of your food it's, is eating corn yeah which is not Some what it should very be bad eating. corn and grain it. yeah which is not what it should be eating it should be eating vegetables and leafy greens yeah and things like because that. it makes those animals strong and healthy yeah but that's not a quick way to make a buck oh shoot i know i've never been good at that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just think people just there's a lot of people and we're included that don't know anything about how food works yeah it's... how it's made how it's produced where it comes from what's in it like i just think like, I don't know how we've gotten to the year 2019 without some kind of education in food. And it's so hard because no matter where it's coming from, you're, I feel like you... It's biased Yeah, everywhere. you're not getting the straight story yeah. because everyone's got some agenda. agenda. Yeah, because so, like, if a meat, if someone who's vegan is teaching you about food, obviously they want you to think the vegan stuff is better for you. So they might leave out some information yeah. or, you know, say specific things that really don't matter that much about other products or things like that. Or if there's someone who works for a burger company, they're going to talk about how their burgers are delicious and healthy, but mm-hmm. leave out the fact that there's probably a lot of sodium and sugar in them and like I don't know. It's so hard to trust people. <laughs> I know. Like, in an ideal world, you'd think that, like, health-related things would have to be unbiased it's, and regulated. It's not. But it's all so Well, it's like, because it's, it's so crazy because even, like, nutrition programs, like, all this, because you get all your nutritional information from government and it's all funded by meat and dairy and, like, all these big corporations. So you can't even trust necessarily the information you're getting from a government. But also... um Oh, was it even like anything like a nutrition textbook? That's all comes down from what people tell us. And that's like Mm -hmm. scientists that are funded by people in the industries or governments that are funded by people in the industry. Nothing is sacred. (laughs) It's so difficult. Okay. On that note, (laughs) um, people just need to be more aware of things. Yep. Us included, I think. Yeah. No, definitely us included. (laughs) That's why maybe we should do these in the news things more often because yeah. they kind of force us to 
pay more attention yeah no they're so much fun i love doing these things so super fun we just need to pay attention to the news more oh yeah <laughs> what kind of news stories like food-based news stories i assume i think so i think they're the most interesting to yeah because i don't really want to talk like politics no. or i mean it, it's food you'll get into politics anyway it has so. its own politics that's right <laughs> um yeah but uh on a side note a more happier note Canada had a good week for veganism. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of vegan products this week. It is so exciting. Yeah, so we'll just end off on a happy Yay. note. Yay, okay, good. Uh, A&W Canada that brought in the Beyond Meat Burger last summer sometime yes. has announced that March 11th, I think, yes. they're bringing a combination of the Beyond Meat Burger and Beyond Sausage to make like a sausage patty for a breakfast sandwich. And we are so excited about that mm-hmm. because like... I there's no place to get a quick vegan breakfast anywhere no like I can't be driving to London Ontario and going to globally local all the time that's <laughs> exactly. just not realistic it is not realistic so I'm so excited for that um and then what's Quesada Quesada burritos and tacos which yeah, is a which, restaurant chain yeah across burritos Canada. and tacos <laughs> I think they have like 120 locations okay, I, I didn't realize they were that big yeah I know I had never heard of them never before of this them. either but they announced that they were getting beyond meat for their burritos and yeah. burrito bowls Devin and tried it I did try it the other day tastes like meat yeah I mean it's very exciting the burrito bowl itself mm, not that much mm-hmm. of a fan but the meat good yeah. more burrito places get it mm-hmm. and um, it was not that expensive either how much was it? I think it was eight something. That's pretty good for a burrito bowl. That's like about a Chipotle price. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Um, and then finally, Purdy's, which is a Canadian chocolate brand, uh-huh. announced they're doing a vegan chocolate bar. That is so exciting. Yeah, I'm so happy about that one because there is no vegan chocolate bar that's like mainstream. I know. And I mean, at least I don't know of any. Maybe there's like an accidentally vegan one out there that I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if like Arrow Dark is accidentally vegan or something i have I no know, idea but like i never see that one around anyways exactly, to yeah. check I've, it i've, I've been meaning to, yeah. to check it i've yeah. been trying to find it but it's never there so it's not mainstream i guess yeah um but yeah no i'm so excited about a mainstream vegan chocolate bar and purdy's is like a, good oh chocolate. Good they chocolate. are like fancy if you guys chocolate. have never had purdy's chocolate before because oh is it just in canada purdy's maybe yeah i think so it's sort of like cadbury yeah, it's so good. Oh, it's so so good. Chocolate. No, so Canada got some good news for vegans this year. No, this it's week. so exciting. And it all happened in like a week. It's so weird. I don't know what happened, I love it. but it's great. It's great. It's- um, but yeah, uh, we're just waiting on A and W to do like a vegan egg of some kind to go on to that. Yeah, breakfast like sausage. At first, when I saw the breakfast it's sandwich, I actually didn't realize that it was a different patty. Yeah. I legit thought it was just the, the Beyond, Beyond Meat, Meat Burger patty yeah. with some lettuce and tomato. I'm pretty put sure on it's an supposed English... to be a combination of the two. Yeah, put on an English muffin. I was like, this is a cop out, but I am here for it. Yeah. But always, now that I know more options is always great. Now that I know it's like a special patty, mm-hmm. oh. I'm very excited to try it. I love that it's on an English muffin because I love an English Classic. muffin breakfast sandwich. But I'm really hoping. They invest a little bit in maybe, even if it's not a vegan egg, some cheese. Yes, I know. Vegan cheese would be lovely. And another thing that I really like, because they, they clearly listen to the complaints, it's vegan already. You don't have to ask for anything to mm-hmm. come off of it. You, it's a vegan sandwich. You know what would be so good on it? What? A hash brown. Oh, but my, I don't do think, they have hash no, browns? No, I don't think A&W makes hash browns. Hash so browns. you have to like drive across the street to Tim Hortons or McDonald's, yeah. get one of their hash browns. Ooh, McDonald's hash brown on that would be so good. <laughs> so good. And then like... Bring you your need own some cheese. Kind of, you need some kind of like sauce, like wet. Mm. So like ketchup or like mayo, vegan mayo. Yeah. Or, you know, just like... Okay, got it. Bring your own maple syrup. Coat the... Hash brown. Hash brown and maple syrup and put, put that on in the, it. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> we got to talk to A&W about have this. You, yeah. <laughs> have you seen the A&W breakfast sandwiches? Like, I didn't know A&W did breakfast to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not huge on A&W until they brought the Beyond Meat Burger. Yeah. It's, I've had A&W more this week than I've had it before going <laughs> vegan. So, um, I like, do their breakfast sandwiches 
look like the typical breakfast sandwiches or do they all have like lettuce and tomatoes on them no no to me, they're like typical okay, breakfast sandwiches. Say, to me lettuce and tomato is not a breakfast sandwich topping like tomato but i never put lettuce on my breakfast sandwich only like the fancy ones like tim horton started coming out with fancier ones Did that they? were like on a bagel typically with your egg and sausage like and a blt lettuce, maybe or something. it was like a play on that yeah. yeah like to me a breakfast sandwich is like sausage bacon or some kind okay so some kind of meat Meat. sausage or bacon with egg and cheese and like maybe a tomato maybe maybe but like to me it's just like that kind of stuff and that's it yeah and i'm hoping hoping they do that kind of thing for vegans too oh because i miss breakfast sandwiches so much i wonder i'm very curious how much how many how much sales has been brought in by beyond meat from a and w it must be good if, if less they're than a year later they're no, launching another product second product yeah i'm really hoping they also do their onion rings vegan oh, i know because their onion rings are so good i've never had their onion rings so i just know good. i want them occasionally sometimes in i would just burger? rather the onion rings than the fries i would put them in the burger Ooh, that is a good and idea that would be amazing i'm so hungry now i'm also really hoping that there are other variations of burgers that they just allow us to swap the patty <gasps> sometimes because like i mean i don't really know what their other variations are yeah but it would be cool to have that option Mm -hmm. they also just need some vegan condiments there they really mayo that's all i need yeah because they have the ketchup and mustard which i don't know if it's just me their ketchup and mustard is delicious i don't know what it is when i first had their burger the beyond me burger i tried it and i was like there is something about this ketchup that is the most delicious ketchup I have ever eaten. It's got like a really nice sweetness to it that isn't overpowering and doesn't taste too artificial. I'm pretty sure it's Heinz they use, mm-hmm. but I could be wrong. Yeah, no, you sound like a crazy yeah, person. Yeah, it's weird, <laughs> but I love their condiments. Okay, maybe I'll try to pay attention to that. You should. Next time I get a you know, later today. <laughs> I really want, I'm craving it so bad now. I can order it on Uber Eats. <laughs> anyway. I noticed that on Uber Eats. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that was a good chat. This was fun. <laughs> this was fun. And I mean that sincerely. It, it was sounds fun. sounds like it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this was a good chat. There's lots of things going on in the vegan world. In the last month in particular. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm glad that there was some positives. It wasn't all negative. Yeah. We had a little, a little emotional roller coaster we went on there. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. That's going to be it for this episode of TMG Unfiltered. Be sure to be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. If you're listening on iTunes or Google Play, leave us a rating and review. That helps our podcast grow and reach more people. If you have any thoughts about our discussion or more topics you'd like to hear us discuss, you can reach out to us on social. We are at Two Market Girls, or you can shoot us an email at twomarketgirls at gmail.com. To check out our vegan recipes, you can check out our YouTube channel. We're called Two Market Girls. <laughs> or our blog at twomarketgirls.com. We are so consistent. I don't know if you caught that, but it's Two Market Girls. Yeah. Uh, in case you missed it, T W O G I R L S two girls <laughs> did you purposely skip over market m-a-r-k-e-t okay <laughs> two girls market <laughs> good luck with that oh man all right thanks for listening <laughs> bye <laughs> bye